The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. This is for you, this is for you and me, and who we see when we see each other. This is for all, this is for all the time you tried to find your sister or your brother. And you're not crazy anymore, you've been waiting at the door. And it's time to open. It is time to open. Good morning. You're listening to Waking Up in America. We've been on the air now. We're going to our 27th year. And, oh, my gosh, what a show we've got for you today. Um, Mary Louise Zeller, 20 times gold medal taekwondo champion and international Kayani distribution agent, is, is our major sponsor. We just want to say, Mary Louise, you rock, and thank you very much. And make sure you check out the website and follow up on Kayani and um, Lewis's Kayani Bites. Uh, you'll find that powerful stuff. I mean, one of the reasons I, we send some bright-eyed and bushy-tailed is we're all on this stuff. And uh, I know that I sound much younger than my age of 73 going on 74, and that's because I do the things that allow me to do that. So um, I'm here today with the ever-popular and outrageous Randy Shannon and the knowing, precious chuckle of Louis Constantine, M.D. Where's that chuckle, Louis? <laughs> There Good it is, right there. You can, if you hear that chuckle anywhere, you know us. Waking up in America, and you know us, a heart specialist here. And this is actually our day after Valentine's, but really Valentine's show, because America's heart has been broken for years about a number of things that have been going on, and we're beginning to sort that out, okay? And we have with us today 21-year uh, attorney of World Bank, Karen Hughes, who's just tooting her little whistle all over town, and it's wonderful. We'll be with Karen in a, a few minutes. Um, but what we want to do here is um, mention that, uh, Sid Caesar, I want to say goodbye to you and thank you for the time that you were here with us on Earth, you and the show of shows and Imogene Coco certainly uh, lit up my childhood. And um, without your laughter and your funny rubber face and um, your kind heart, um, America would be down a notch or two because we hold you in our memory and our memory of you um, keeps our heart going all the time. So when I saw that you had gone, I just wanted to say thank you. It's a pleasure to have had you here, sir. I also um, wanted to mention to you, as I said, that the Valentine's conversation is important. I was yesterday (laughs) watching people um, outside of a flower store. Men were going in, and they were buying all these nice flowers and coming out. And I saw a guy with an orchid, and I said, your wife's going to love that. And he goes, oh, do you think so? And it was just like so sweet. These 
we have we pick one day of the year to really express our love for each other and the and the point is that some people are doing it every day Karen Hughes um she actually is expressing her love um by letting you know what's going on in the background and we're going to be talking more with her about that today um hmm the olympics the olympics are going on in Sochi and uh i think that's a standard of um possibility of elegance. I was a little concerned when I heard that they're trying to turn the Olympics into danger games. Um, um, some of the skiers decided not to ski because the, um, the ski slopes were so dangerous that they could actually get injured in it. So we want to take care in our lives that while we're achieving excellence, we're not doing it by putting ourselves at risk. Um, we don't need to die to be excellent. We don't need to break a bone to be excellent. So with the Olympics, I, I say, okay, a toast to excellence. And, and Russia, it sounds like you've been doing a great job putting on the games. And uh, I want to ask you just to tone down the danger a little bit. We do not need to be on the brink of danger so much all the times in our lives. And that's part of the gift that Karen has to bring to us today. Uh, Randy, did you have anything, or Lewis, you wanted to say before we hop over to Karen? Well, I did see that... Uh a few people had won some medals for our country, which is outstanding, and we're so proud of our athletes here, and they, they represent us well. Um, and just to be ready, as soon as you walk back into our soil, to pay the IRS, because they're waiting with their hands out to tax your greatness. Uh, well, I think that we should make sure of the... I think we should just... Maybe we can ask Karen if we can... <laughs> what we can do with the IRS... So we want to, um, Lewis, anything you want to say before we introduce Karen? Well, no, I just wanted to say how excited I am to have Karen here. I mean, I've watched a number of Karen's videos and, uh, you know, her uh, interviews. Uh, and I'm just very, very pleased that we can actually have her here on the, on the show. Welcome Me too. Um, I'm just going to give you uh, a background on Karen. She studied law at Yale Law School and economics of the University of a Amsterdam. She worked in the U.S. Export-Import Bank of the U.S. from 1980 to 85 and the legal department of the World Bank from 1986 to 2007. She established the Non-Governmental Organization Committee of the International Law Section of the American Bar Association and the Committee on Multiculturalism and the Accountability of the International Organization of American Branch of the International Law Association. Karen, did they actually? Did you ever get that out of your mouth all in one piece? Yeah, you have to learn that. That's part of the tools of the trade. Uh, lawyers are supposed to be good at gobbledygook. Oh, I got it. Okay. <laughs> now you've been blowing your little whistle all over the place. When did you start hooting on a whistle and stick one around your neck and say enough? I know you tracked. You kept going from from agency to agency to senate to government to this to that and to the other thing. Uh, <laughs> what what year did you start that in, and what was actually the trigger for you? Oh, I started that from life. <laughs> they had a special um, uh, psychology test that they gave all the World Bank uh, staff members. What you did was um, you answered some questions, and then they asked people you worked with, whether they were people that reported to you or whether they were your colleagues or whether you reported to. And I got a near-perfect score on the question, tell senior management what they're doing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> was that when you were fired just after that, or how did that work? No, actually, uh, what happened was it, it, it sort of went in slow motion because um, 
I have always been, uh, what can I say, as a lawyer, you learn how to play by the rules. That's your tools of the trade. So I was doing what a lawyer is supposed to do. I was following the rules of professional responsibility. I ended up blowing the whistle on the legal profession, actually. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what year did you start um, weaving through the whistle? Okay, if you, one of the things, I have a website. If you go to my website, you'll see a chronology, um, which when you go to law school, you learn how to document things. So I have a very detailed chronology that shows exactly what I started reporting. And I think the easiest way to understand what's going on is don't look at me so much as a whistleblower. Look at me more like a sting operation. Oh, got it. Okay. So her website is K-A-H-U-D-E-S dot net. Once again, K-A-H-U-D-E-S dot net. And there, there you go on that one. So hop on over and check that out. Now, one of the things I try to do is learn from my mistakes. Uh, and I just got some very detailed feedback on a video that I did um, with uh, a former CNN reporter named Greg Hunter, who tried to tell people what was going on, and CNN didn't like that. So he started his own journalism. And a couple of days ago, I had an interview with him. I've actually been on his uh, website four times. Uh-huh. And uh, I made some pretty um, strong disclosures in that last um, video, and I've been working through the comments, and one of the things that people tell me is that I just go lickety-split, I expect everybody to understand all the legal jargon, and I'm losing my audience. It sounds to some people like I'm nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay? All the good ones have been accused, Karen. Well, look, I know that. Um, as a matter of fact, in the lawsuit, because I bought a World Bank bond as an insider and a lawyer, I know all the tricks, okay? And one of the lawyers who had been there from the get-go, the World Bank was started in 1944 at the end of uh, World War II. And, uh, you know, the cover-up of the corruption that I've been reporting goes very, very, very deep. So it's kind of like, think of you're trying to pull out um, a root, and the root just won't pull out because it's, it's bigger than the tree, and it just goes so deep. So that's what's been going on here, and we've been looking at why this root doesn't pull out of the ground. Well, let's ground. stop a minute and find out what kind of tree this is, okay? So um, the World Bank got started at, towards the end of the war, and who started it, and what does it actually do, and what countries does it cover, or, and it, or does it cover the whole world, as it suggests? Yes. Well, let me tell you what I, I knew when I joined the World Bank, and let me tell you what I know now. Okay? When I joined the World Bank, I knew that it was, uh, I'm, in, in addition to being a lawyer, I'm an economist, a development economist, because um, when they were talking about love it or leave it at the Vietnam War era, um, that was when I was just graduating from college, and I went and I studied economics in Amsterdam, and I speak Dutch. So anyway, um, the, the whole idea behind the World Bank, I learned from a lawyer who had been there when the World Bank started in 1944. It was just at the end of World War II, and this Dutch lawyer was in the Dutch embassy, and he became the longest-serving general counsel. He was an old man by the time I got to know him. Mm -hmm. But he gave me, um, like, think of the operation manual. 
That's yep. what he gave me. And I, I later, you know, I went to the World Bank with that idea in mind that he had, he had taught me. So what I would have said at the beginning was I would have said the World Bank was created by all of the countries of the world to prevent World War III, which is true, and also to help develop the, uh, well, it, when it was first created, it was to reconstruct Europe, which had been badly damaged by the war. And then it went on to try to um, help the developing countries. But it turned out, no, they were, that was what, um, and many of the that countries... That's a cover that, story, I think. That's right, and many say. of the countries that joined the World Bank, you know, the World Bank exists on many, many levels. You know, that, that business about pulling out the roots. Um, so I, I fell for the cover story. But it turns out that the, the very core and heart of the World Bank is actually to, um, to cr- provide a structure for people who, who were going to follow the one who was creating the World Bank. The World Bank was actually created at its very heart by Ferdinand Marcos who controlled the wealth of the world, the hidden wealth of the world. And the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund have a role to play in that. And I finally discovered that after all these years. So my original reason, which was very idealistic, a lot of people say that my story is incredible and I couldn't possibly have um, been doing it the way I was doing it. Any fool would know that there was corruption. But as a matter of fact, I am a fool. I usually fall for the, the cover story. But, but the other thing about me is I'm very, very um, stubborn. And, so you're a um, stubborn fool. I'm a stubborn fool, and if, if things happen that I can't account for, I'm very curious. <laughs> so I start out believing your story, but if it turns out that it doesn't, you know, doesn't work, I'll find out what your story really is, and that's what I've been doing. I, I, I'm just—I may be demonstrating my ignorance, but um, was, wasn't Ferdinand Marcos Spanish? I'll tell you who Ferdinand Marcos was. He was a lawyer in the Philippines, and I ended up working oh, okay, on the Philippines. Um, but he was working for a very, very special um, arrangement in the Philippines, which I didn't know anything about. Um, I just went there and I took it on face value, but I got involved in huge corruption in the Philippines. And that was the heart of the reason um, why I ended up suing the World Bank. I bought a World Bank bond and I sued the World Bank um, because the information that was given to bondholders was not accurate. And because I'm an insider and I know the tricks of the trade, um, when I bought a World Bank bond, that meant that the World Bank had to answer me in court. I had jurisdiction over them. Because, because staff members, fired, disgruntled lawyers, cannot sue the World Bank in court, but bondholders can. So I became a bondholder. Oh, that was very and clever. The, yeah, it was clever. Well, as I told you, I was schooled by this, this um, insider, the ultimate insider, who was there when the treaty that established the World Bank was created. And he told me, Aaron Brock has told me, that his job became impossible when um, Robert McNamara became the president of the World Bank in 1968. Let's go back to the Philippines for a minute. Wasn't Marcos then, because you're jogging my memory between Spain and the Philippines, uh, 
wasn't he the one that was president in the Philippines? Yes, he became. Okay, and then wasn't he the one that was accused of um, stealing the the wealth of the Philippines and then trying to transport it out of the country? Yes. What actually happened was um, they created um, an uproar. The nuns and the Vatican created an uproar, um, and Ferdinand Marcos was flown out of the Philippines to Hawaii by uh, the U.S. Army. Well, you mentioned Hawaii, which is interesting, because we've been talking about that earlier, and maybe you'd like to let our listeners know what else is in Hawaii. For instance, I have 170,500 metric tons of what else is in Hawaii. Is that Marcus's money or our money? Okay. Uh, To answer that question, I have to take you all the way back to King Solomon. Can you do that in five minutes or less? Yes. (laughs) Yes, it's the world's gold. Start out with the gold from King Solomon. Add to it the conquistadors who went to the Aztecs, you know, and uh, the Mayas. It's all of civilization. The gold of the world has been concentrated. It's much more than people know about. And that was something that um, everybody that was picking on me was picking on me because they didn't believe that the world has so much gold. Um, And some of the people in the Philippines came to my defense they showed testimony from a family that was claiming that it was their personal wealth. This is a family that stretches back to Queen Victoria because Queen Victoria had a twin, Prince Talano, and the court at the time didn't think Prince Talano would do a good job, so they had um, Victoria become the regent, and they shipped Talano off to the Philippines. And Talano went around the world firing children when he got older. One of his kids... He did what? Yes. He had illegitimate children. One of his children was... Um, he had a Japanese... He had an affair with a Japanese woman, General Yamashita, who buried all that gold. Yeah, that was... No, one of the people. I was yeah, a history of, major, and I never heard of him. No. Where did you Let get all you, this um, information? Dr. Kierkegaard, uh, you wouldn't believe what the difference is between real history and the history that we're given, because humanity has been deliberately kept in the dark and separated away from our wealth. This is the I, I wealth heard of Randy humanity. Randy something to you. Let's find out what Randy was asking you, yeah, too. Where specifically did you get all of this information, this history? A lot of the information I'm telling you about the Philippines is coming from um, a German lawyer banker named, uh, I call him Oscar, that's his nickname, Wolfgang Strzok. And if you look on my Facebook page, you'll see the letters that he's writing me that I'm publishing. This lawyer um, went to the Philippines uh, 20 years ago and got to the bottom of all of this documentation. And the two of us, he's the legal authorized signatory for the world's gold. And uh, so he and I are working like a dog and pony show. Because where I am is I am a lawyer who, who was reinstated by 188 ministers of finance back into the World Bank, back into dealing with all of this corruption. And I, it was only after um, my lawsuit was settled. I told you I bought a World Bank mm-hmm. bond, and 
my lawsuit was settled, but I can't get back in the door because there's a group that thinks it's above the law, and that's a very powerful group. They bought up um, 40% of the net worth of the um, 43,000 transnational companies on the capital markets. Those companies earn 60% of the earnings on the capital markets. When you go um, to invest, don't think the SEC is going to protect you from insider trading. The SEC is in the hip pocket of that group. And that group was uh, discovered by three mathematicians at the Federal Institute of Technology in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, They published a study describing what they call network of control. All the banks in the world are really just one bank. What they do is they have the same directors go on the boards of these separate banks. And so that's how they're all one big conglomerate. And and this um, study is called the Network of Control. And that group bought up all of the mainstream media and has been systematically lying, not just to the people in the United States, but to people all over the world. The global that's, liars. And that's why it's so difficult to tell people what's really going on, because they have been brainwashed. Wow. Uh, you know, well, we definitely agree with that. Brainwashing is going on all over the place. So yeah. any comment that you want to make, Lewis? Are, you, you're, are your ears full at this point? Or no, I'm absolutely like fascinated. I mean, I, <laughs> I think we would all agree that um, the history that we've been exposed to is just uh, really has no, has no bearing, uh, has no no association with reality. So I think I think we're all on on the same page there. And I, I'm absolutely fascinating and want to hear more. So I'm yeah, absolutely. And we're we're <laughs> going to give you more very shortly. You're listening to Waking Up in America. It's uh, the day after Valentine's Day, but I'm still claiming Valentine's Day. And I'm with with love in my heart. I'm thanking our sponsors, Patricia Braggs, Apple Cider Vinegar. Uh, we we love it. Um, I've got an attorney friend of mine. I just put on this yesterday, actually, because um, she was struggling with her practice. And I said, here, have some apple cider vinegar, and she perked up noticeably. So, um, Paula, that was for you. Uh, Sir Jason Winter Tea, these are the two official drinks of Waking Up in America. If you want a hot drink, it's Sir Jason Winter Tea, which supports your immune system. If you want to support your health and your immune system in another way and uh, create healthy vibra- uh, vibrations for yourself, Patricia Bragg's apple cider vinegar, and um, they're delicious. There's four different flavors, so check that out. We have Protandin, and Protandin is a, an amazing product that actually purifies your blood. And believe me, since blood is the main system, you take air and blood and you've got a human being, Okay. So um, Protandin strengthens and improves and clarifies your blood. We've got the coning company, which is a 5,000-year-old process, which actually ear cones, which clean the eustachian tubes and do all kinds of good things for your system. You can check that out at coningcompany.com. Everything I'm mentioning to you here is actually listed on the website at wakingupinamerica.com. Our past shows are there. Our sponsors are there. You can find Randy Shannon's 42action.org. Randy is um, challenging the laws and the concepts of how we're being manipulated by the legal system and the political system in the United States. We've got Aqua Chi. Oh, my gosh. Aqua Chi is this amazing foot bath that actually takes toxins out of your body through your feet, and then it energizes you, and you literally begin to sparkle 
with energy after you do this like five or six times. Check them out and let them know that um, we, we sent you from Waking Up in America. In case you want to just kick back, I understand that El Pinto Restaurant in Albuquerque was just hopping last night with Valentine's crowd in there. You can't find better service or better food. It's a destination restaurant, and it's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Jim Thomas, you rock. Marketing with the stars, honest to gosh, 100,000 good names. Um, they're on the website, too. Tell Raw that we sent you. And for very reasonable prices, you can get your product services or announcements out to um, people that are really interested and make a difference. We have the Galactic Federation with Sheldon and Colleen. Um, I love these people. I do a monthly class with them. Um, Just I love stuff that I haven't heard before, and and I know that's one of the things you guys like about Waking Up in America because you tell us that all the time. So here we are. We've got Feel Better with Kayani.com is Lewis's newsletter on Kayani. And our 20-time Taekwondo champion, Mary Louise Zeller, I just follow her. And she won 20 gold medals in a row. And when I asked her about where the silver and bronze was, she said she didn't bother to keep them. So her whole walls <laughs> were covered with all the gold medals she won. And by the way, folks, she didn't start till she was 45. So she was beating teenagers when she didn't even know how to do it until she was 47. So you got to believe that having that woman behind this show gives me just the best power in the world. Also, please, um, alkaline restructured water, Kayani, um, these things are good things. And you can talk to Brooke Peterson. She's in Florida, and she she's got all kinds of really amazing products that you haven't perhaps heard about, um, the she does the um, alkaline water. She also does pain patches. She's an amazing woman who's lived an amazing life. And her telephone number is 561-628-1845. And please, start tweeting us. You can tweet Dr. Val, D-R dot V-A-L-K-I-R-K-G-A-A-R-D, at Val Kirkgaard one We love it. Join our little tweeting crowd. We sent out Valentine's to the crowd yesterday, and they were sending them back. So uh, my gift to you for this Valentine's Day show and for the heart of America is actually a Tibetan chant, which I will chant for you for one minute. This Tibetan chant, actually, it, it, it really touches me. It's actually the word to heal a broken heart. So, Louis, you can... Write this one down. It's Sesh Karma. And here we go, and we'll be doing that for a minute. Sesh Karma. 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 Sesh karma, 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 sesh karma. 
And there you go. Whoa! <laughs> there you Some go. people right now, Val, think that their radio is skipping. Like a I know. But you know what? Can you feel it? Can you feel that word inside of you? It, it just totally does something to me. And uh, every I've been doing this. <laughs> you missed the, the show last year, uh, Lewis. But I've been doing this heart chant every Valentine's Day for um, 27 years now. So wow. there you go. So, Mike, you weren't surprised. <laughs> so we're on the air with Randy Shannon, who you're just hearing, uh, Louis Constantine, and uh, great privilege to be here with Karen Hughes. And Karen, let's talk about Kennedy's assassination, the Hilton Agreement, 750,000 metric tons of gold, taxes in the city of London and the Vatican, and does the Queen really own the White House? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but let me go back to that wonderful... Um, uh, healing the heart of America. The heart of America was broken when uh, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. I feel that way, too. Yeah. I was walking around yesterday seeing all, you know, the, the various people carrying these bouquets of roses. Um, they were just gorgeous. Um, it, it was, um, I agree. Um, we, we are a country whose heart was broken, and uh, luckily for us, we, um, we can heal. Mm-hmm. And there's a very straightforward, easy way to heal, and that is to do what John F. Kennedy had in mind for us. And it's just as easy as saying yes. So that's, you know, that's um, my Valentine to um, America, which I'm giving America standing on, you know, the shoulders of these great, great uh, men, uh, John F. Kennedy and also Ferdinand Marcos, and now the uh, person that's Helping, helping me, that's uh, Wolfgang Strzok. Uh, so let me tell you the story um, about what John F. Kennedy had in mind for us and what's waiting for us. What's waiting for us is uncut dollars issued by the Treasury Department that we don't have to pay any interest on. The national debt is just a scam. It's like a Ponzi scheme. It's oh, like uh, Bernie Madoff. And um, it, it turns out what one of the one of the things that Wolfgang Strzok gave me, and I've got um, a picture of that in a PDF file. If you, um, uh, I can give you the links to all of this information. Um, but anyway, um, what John F. Kennedy was doing ten days before he was assassinated was he signed something called the Green Hilton Agreement, Hilton as in Hilton Hotel, and what that agreement did was it allocated gold to the United States from something called the collateral account. The collateral account is the world's wealth, the world's gold. Um, and I got, I got myself into a little bit of trouble by refusing to tell people where this gold is. So I'll tell you where it is, you know. Um, a lot of it, um, over 300,000 metric tons is in the Union Bank of Switzerland. Huh. And the rest of it is buried in the Philippines. Some of it's in the Philippine Central Bank, and some of it is just in, you know, in places in the Philippine Islands. And um, a hundred and... I'm trying to remember the amount. Oh, um, I think it was 170,500 metric, yeah, metric tons. tons. That's right. That has been allocated to the United States by Wolfgang Strzok from, and let me tell you about how this works. 
um, there's a trust account. It's called the collateral account. And that, you know, a trust has beneficiaries. The beneficiaries of this gold is humanity. And there's enough gold to go around that all of the countries in the world can have their allocation of the gold. Now, people say, that's all very well and good, but what's going to happen to this gold? What's going to happen is that this gold is going to be minted into coins, and the coins are going to be exchanged for the currency of the countries. So instead of having to pay interest on their debt, which is a scam, they will just have currency to make payments with. And the group that's going to see to it that this transition goes smoothly so that we don't have a collapse of all the currencies is going to be the ministers of finance in the Bretton Woods institutions. Marcos helped create the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank because he knew that we had to have an institution to provide this transition. And that's what's going to happen. And I have been... Yes. Is he... uh, He's been derided. Are you saying that he's to be respected? Yes. By the way, if you go back in history, <laughs> you know, it's pretty safe to say anybody that's been derided is right. good. Right. Well, I'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm putting these points together bad. because we've heard so many different things. For instance, you know, you, you and I and Randy were talking about Obama being a puppet before the mm-hmm. show. And, um, you know, who's running the puppet? Uh, Obama the puppet. Who's behind him? Is that part of this group or what? How does that work? Okay, the way it works is... Think about it. All of the mainstream media is owned and controlled by a group that's primarily a group of bankers, but they're all actually one one bank. And this this group in mathematicians in Zurich, Switzerland, documented that there was this secret. They called it network of control, and you can see, you know, and they they um, used very accurate. Uh, data on who owns the companies, the 43,000 companies whose stock is traded on the capital markets. And the way these people grab control is very simple. You print paper money and you go out and you buy up the world's assets. That's what they've been doing for centuries. Whereas the real wealth of the world has been hidden from human beings. So what's behind all the purchase of all the billions of bullets and such by, by the government? All right. Now, let me tell you what, what happened. Um, I was at the World Bank, and a very um, powerful analytic tool that's called a power transition model came to the World Bank. There's a political scientist named Yasik Kugler. Um, he's, he was the head of the, the political science department in um, Claremont University. And he went to the Department of Defense, and he worked with them and gave them this model, and then he came to the World Bank, and I was one of the people that found out about this model. And I modeled rule of law inside the World Bank. I didn't realize that we were dealing with corruption on a world level. I only found this out after I was fired uh, Interrupt illegally. for a moment, because we, uh, our listening audience is, is, is not all um, tuned at the same level we are, okay? So let our listeners know what you mean when you talk about rule of law. Okay, I can tell you this in a nutshell, um, because a lot of people get tangled up on this. Mm -hmm. It is 
laws that everybody understands and everybody agrees with and get applied. Just as simple as that. That would be the Ten Commandments? Yes. It would also be... The Constitution, maybe? Yeah, it would be the laws that everybody knows and everybody understands and get applied. And what I found out in the process of, you know, discovering, you know, I was telling you about trying to get to the bottom of what was going wrong. Right. I found out that lawyers have been used as an army to confuse everybody and get them totally, um, you know, what can I say, uh, to, to turn people into captives in their own country. And I have had a huge struggle with the legal profession. I, you know, I was a member, I still am a member of the American Bar Association. A lot of people say lawyers, because of what the legal profession is and does, you can't trust a single lawyer and forget it. And by the way, I'm very sympathetic with that <laughs> position, <laughs> having tried to straighten things out. What I, what I found out um, in my case, um, a lawyer inside the World Bank falsified a document. And so I went to the Board of Professional Responsibility in the District of Columbia, and I said, this lawyer used whiteout and just documented, falsified a document. Lawyers who use that kind of, those kind of documents in cases are disbarred. And the Board of Professional Responsibility refused to, to disbar this lawyer. So the legal profession, the lawyers that are supervising other lawyers, you have to change the, the rules of um, licensing for lawyers. The lawyers should not be the ones to license other lawyers. And we found, Elaine and I, I I've been working with a group of whistleblowers inside the World Bank. Uh, that's the only reason people get confused about why it is that I'm still able to, to be talking about corruption when the co corruption that I'm talking about is so deep. They said anybody that did that couldn't have still continued. The corruption I'm reporting is a cover-up. And so if something happened to me, that would have just blown the lid on the cover-up. It's not like I have to tell people anything. I just have to tell. Um, I, it's not like I have to show documents, although I can use the documents to support the fact that there's a cover-up. But, you know, if something happens to me, it just shows everybody that there really was a cover-up. So, so I wasn't that easy to get rid of, well, and I, I was working with a group of other whistleblowers. Six. I think now we have um, six bankers that are supposed to have committed suicide. Uh, I've actually heard it was higher than that. It's just they've only reported on a few, and and the whole cover up, the the lawyers for investigating the lawyers. It's the same with the cops. If they're doing something uh, on the streets, they beat somebody up, and then you turn it into uh, internal. Affairs, they investigate themselves. What's with all of this? And then you also made uh, a comment about, you know, there being a, basically a world bank. Doesn't that seem like new world order? I mean, do we really want that? One bank? It's the way it is right now, is what she's saying. It's not. What I'm trying to say is, I want to take back the power that the crooks who are hiding inside that organization, I want to take away their secret power, and I want to give it to everybody, and I'm talking about world wealth. I'm talking about taking all of this gold and minting it into coins and replacing the existing currency, which is there to, to maintain control over people and force them to pay interest on their currency. 
That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about using it as a platform for a peaceful transition. And then after that, everybody can decide if they want to dismantle it. But first, it has to circulate, it has to distribute the world's wealth. It's, it's sitting on top of the world's wealth, and it's hiding the world's wealth from the world. And so that's what I want to do. Just well, as simple as that. Well, Give everybody back their money. <laughs> that, that sounds good to me. I also, but I really do want to hear what we're supposed to do with Obama. Okay. Um, we, can, we can get very um, tangled up because it's a, he, Obama is clearly a problem, but the answer is, is getting rid of him the solution because I can tell you that um, Joe Biden is, is not going to do any better. He's going to do much so. worse. Yeah? And, and look at who he was running against. Uh, Mitt Romney had as his power transition chief the former um, president of the World Bank, Zelik, who was a bigger crook than Obama. So what we have to do is we have to, we have, to have something called a constitutional convention, which has been called by 42 state legislatures. And there's a lot of confusion about whether those state legislatures have already called for the Constitution Convention. You know, I've got something they interesting have. for you, Karen. Um, Randy, do you want to tell her a bit about the Republic for the United States of America with Tim Turner? Well, she may know about it, and I'd be interested to, to know uh, if she does have any knowledge of it. Well, I'd rather know have you say something about it, because I think more has been going on than Karen may be aware of. I'm aware of it, and I'm telling you that that's a trap. No, I don't think trap? you are, because I was in it for three years, and it was not a trap. Okay, Our I, government I, is a trap. Why is it a trap? Because you have to have a clear, you can't hop, skip, and jump to legality. You have got to undo painstakingly where you are. It's kind of like if somebody gives you um, tangled up yarn, you, you can't cut it. You have to unbundle it and untangle it. Otherwise, what you end up with is worse than what you had when you started. Do you know what the, de the, the Declaration of Sovereign Intent is? Yes, and I'm telling you, there are crooks at every single stage that are taking a problem, describing it accurately, and coming up with non-solutions. So I'm what telling is you what the, the solution is. is. Is it to go in and arrest all these people? Is it to have the militia called up and just march in and arrest them all? What's the answer? Okay. Every time you get an answer, you have got to do your own thinking for yourself. You have got to get yourself sorted out into groups of people who you know and trust, and all of you have to stay involved and come up with answers. I can give you what I think my answer would be, and then what you're going to have is you're going to have a muddle because you don't know how to think. The real answer is you have to learn how to think and think critically. You know, that's really important what you're saying. And, that's and, and I can give you my interpretation. Hang on a minute, Karen. I want you Sorry. to stop because it's brilliant, okay? What she's saying, it, w most of America has stopped thinking, okay? It's been reacting. I may, ha I may agree or disagree with Karen on a matter. That doesn't matter. Karen and I are thinking. Lewis is being quiet this, this time, but he's thinking, trust me. Rand is definitely thinking, and our thinking is going to get together and it's going to open up doors and wake up things. There's things right in your life, right in front of you, that when you stop reacting and start thinking, and I think that may be one of the most important things that you said in this entire program, Karen, is that we it have is. to think. It absolutely is. But let, let, let's, let's drill down there a little bit on how to think. Sure. 
um, let's go back to the heart, which is where you're going to be doing most of your thinking. You're going to use your mind to in, think about things and the logical connections, but most of your thinking is going to be done by your heart because that is going to tell you whether you're being given correct information to start thinking from. Also intuition. Yes. That, to... well, that is very underrated. And we as human beings are um, really being punished for being human beings because there's so much to us that we, we don't know. And so the, fir- the very first thing you have to do when you're starting to think is you have to find out what you're hiding from yourself deliberately. Interesting. Because, yeah, no, you have to find that out. You have to, and the only way to find that out is through love. You go to the people who you love and you trust them and you say, tell me what it is I'm hiding from myself because I have to do some very serious thinking and I'm not, I need to know if I'm starting off from the right place. And that's what you have to do. You, you have to get together with people you know and trust and love and you have to establish an ability to work through problems. You know, this is, in small groups. This is brilliant, Karen. And uh, Lewis actually has got a little conversation that he's going to have on the show, so I'd like to take this opportunity to have, um, to have people be thinking and feeling from their hearts while, Lewis, you let us know what it is that you wanted us to know about this morning. Well, it's interesting. I was going to talk a little bit about the tocotrienols again, <laughs> and in particular the tocotrienols and their potential uh, to help um, women with breast cancer, but I wanted. I think. I think maybe we'll do that another time, uh, because um, I'm just uh, absolutely fascinated by the conversation that's taking place. And I, I, I Karen, you bring up um, a really wonderful point, and that is that you know we think of the heart as the um, well, okay, as a, in its most physical sense, is simply an organ that uh, keeps moving blood around, you know, and supplies all of our tissues and organs with circulation they need to stay alive. Um, Of course, we think about the heart as the organ of emotion, but very, very, very few people actually think about the heart as a thinking um, organ or a, let's just say, a site or a source uh, for knowledge uh, and for a way to sort of really test uh, the waters, to test what you're thinking with your mind um, against another framework that really will tell you whether or not um, the process that you're following is the right one for you. The reality is that the heart uh, is an important, you know, is, is really a secondary or even the primary brain. It, it may be more important in terms of following and guiding uh, the direction that, that we take. And this isn't part of mainstream cardiology. It's not part of cardiovascular medicine. Um, but, and I'm sure you're very familiar with this organization. I, I really, I've mentioned it before, but I would really, really strongly encourage folks to look at what HeartMath, HeartMath.org has done, uh, uncovering how the heart relates to the other organ of thinking, the brain, uh, and how much control it really has uh, over uh, those processes and, and directing bodily functions the number of neural connections that take information from your physical heart to your physical brain far exceeds uh, the information that uh, goes in the opposite direction. Um, you, you, you don't have to look very far beyond uh, Western ideas. You can, there, there's so much written in our own um, 
neighborhood uh, about the understanding of what goes on behind the heart, the heart chakra, uh, that whole system um, that really takes us to a different place uh, in all of the Eastern works. You know, begin to see how important it is for us to simply focus on the heart as as the source of information that we really want to follow. Um, so I absolutely think that's a wonderful um, segue from uh, your uh, conversation about the corruption in the World Bank, um, the potential for uh, humanity to have a new, uh, a new lease based on restoration of wealth uh, that's been hidden for a long time. Uh, so anyway, I, I think this is an opportunity for me just to put in a plug for one of my favorite organizations, and that's HeartMath.org. And I recommend people go there just to get some sense. There's a free download. It's about 70 pages. It's called Science of the Heart. It'll really take you through this whole process uh, and how the electromagnetic field of the heart um, is really uh, the way that you and I uh, often communicate uh, more directly than you realize and in a way that is much more profound than what happens when we open our mouths and we open our ears. It's so hard for two people, I think, for two human beings, even people that have been together for a long time and love each other, to communicate very, very clearly and to really understand what the other is saying. But at a different level, this communication is taking place when our hearts are open. So I'm going to leave it at that because I'm really fascinated by the conversation that's <laughs> taking place, and I'm a listener today. <laughs> yeah, I get that. And I want, Randy, I want you to let... Karen, know what you're up to, because uh, well, first, be good. Um, before I do, I'm I, I, I'm just like frothing at the mouth here. I just have one more question I want to ask. <laughs> love is awesome, and I love love. No one loves love more than me, but love isn't going to stop their hollow point bullet. So I really want to get to the heart of it. What she thinks the answer is. Is it up to me to answer now? Yeah, yeah we'd love it. I, I actually, <laughs> she's, right. she's giving you her time, basically. Randy put together an organization called 42action.org. Before Karen answers, I want you to give a one- or two-line sentence to Karen so she knows who she's talking to. Well, I am an entrepreneur for over 20 years, and because of what's going on in our country, I have been forced to move forward to help people, and I love the force of being moved forward to help people. And so I started a group called 42action.org, and the tagline is knowledge, it's your primary defense. And if you read further down, it says we are not anti-government, but rather anti-corruption in government. And we know it's super corrupted. So what is the answer. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> she paid her bill, and now she wants the answer, Karen. The ball is in your lap. Okay. Time is running out. <laughs> okay, I agree with you that time is running out, but the good news is that this very powerful power transition model that I was telling you about, I've been writing to all of the countries of the world. I wasn't on Russia television today three times for nothing, okay? We have a coalition going. They know that humanity's heart is what's ruling this planet. And look, I, you, you just have to read what a, um, a former um, a Marine wrote. He sent me a whole book. The militaries of the world know that humanity loves itself and loves each other, and we're taking back our planet, and we're giving back 
the wealth of humanity to the human beings. We've, we've agreed on this. The only thing is that we have got to do it in a way that's not going to make matters worse. We're talking about a peaceful transition. And, and so uh, three weeks ago, I said, you know, very publicly, I said, we know and you know that your game is up, and we have now given you um, not pardon, but we want this to go in a peaceful way. So there is now, starting from today, there is... Um, we're not going to we're not going to put all of you in jail. I said every day that it takes to get from here to the jail, there are more of you in jail. And that's where we are. Are you happy with that, Randy? Not enough. I mean, our government bought millions of rounds of hollow points. That's every I, day I, that it takes to go from here to there is more of those folks in jail. Right now what I said was I said we're just going to look at you on the street without a fig leaf. We're going to know who you are, and we're going to look at you. That's what you now have, but you will be on the street. And every day it takes to get from here to there is another group of you going to jail. So what about the suicides? Do you think they're suicides, or do you think they're murders? No, of course not. They're murders? Of course they are. These were they good people or bad each other. people? They all were they know getting- each other. They were all ready to come out with information. So why are you safe? Do you think it's a little easier to protect an old lady <laughs> than to pay for World War III? Huh. Well, to some people it doesn't seem like it matters what they spend because they just go to the printing press and put up more to- toilet paper. we got 30 seconds to end this show, okay? No, I take a minute to do the closing credits. We've got 29 or 28 right now. That's my <laughs> keeping us on track, Karen. A closing sentence, please. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Louis, <laughs> <laughs> a closing sentence. Oh, come on. Uh, you know, what can I possibly contribute here? Okay, then chuckle, man. Chuckle. Okay, <laughs> okay very good. Randy, a closing sentence. I, I just want to say, Karen, I want to see all those documents that you have so I can go through them and share them and <laughs> let people, you know, decide for themselves. And I would love to hear more of what the answer is. And that's what the it end. is. This program has been brought to you by Kirkhart Intergalactic Media, or radio partners, com. Dr. James Murphy, John Denver, Dennis Weaver, Larry Hagman, and Esther Williams in memoriam, and drvalerie.com, and doctor is all spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors. Uh, we thank Ron Hayes, our wonderful research editor. A big thanks to our team at Voice America, Jeff Spadard, Nathan Chad, Brad Coleman, Ryan Treasure, Randy Jackman, DeMont, and our friends at Cumulus Radio, Mike Vitale, Monica Rains, and Ron Simon, to John Young at TotallyGospel.com. A big thanks for for all the airtime and friendship you have given us over the years. A big thanks to John Thomas, our webmaster, Merci Boku to Ben Migan for our theme music, Almost Ordinary People, which is available to use a free MP3 next week. Invite a friend to listen and write us at val at wakingupinamerica.com. And remember, Sidious, Healthiest, Fortieth, Swifter, Higher, Stronger. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week. And you're not crazy anymore. You've Thank you for joining us today for Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. Waking Up in America can be heard live every Wednesday on voiceamerica.com and Valerie welcomes all emails at heavenincorporated.com. This is for all you knew, pouring through, now your heart is open. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 